Welcome to Viper Bites NFL Playoffs Divisional Preview Shows. This time, we are going to take a look at the Los Angeles Rams and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, we know that this is a rematch of what took place earlier on in the regular season. Back in week number three, the Rams hosted Brady and the Buccaneers, and they pulled off a 10-point victory, 34-24. Now, we love ourselves a good rematch narrative, a revenge narrative here. And you know what? Brady, I think he always carries that chip on his shoulder wherever he goes. Now, back then, Brady, hey, Brady had some weapons. He had Chris Godwin. He had Antonio Brown back back in the day there. He had a healthy Leonard Fournette. Now, while Fournette's status is still up in the air, I think he's going to be made available for this game. We do know that Chris Godwin is definitely not going to be available, suffering that ACL injury earlier on in the season there. And Antonio Brown, He's definitely not going to be there. I don't even know where Antonio Brown is. Anyone got a a location on him? No? Okay. Anyway, not important. Now, for the Rams, when they went into this game, they had one. This was their third win in a row after opening the season with wins over the Bears and the Colts. Now, hey, we could talk about what Brady's dealing with about losing players. But the Rams, they've lost some guys too, okay? They've lost Robert Woods. Robert Woods is definitely one of my favorite wide receivers in the entire National Football League. He suffered an ACL injury much earlier on in the season, and they also let go of Deshaun Jackson. And he played a pretty big role in this game. If you don't, if you recall, he had three catches, 120, uh, 120 yards, and then he was cut a few days later, a few weeks later, however you want to look at it. Now, sure, Robert Woods, Deshaun Jackson—they're not available for Matthew Stafford, but don't feel too bad for him. Since this game, the Rams have added Odell Beckham Jr. And you saw last week against the Cardinals, Cam Akers, he started to look more and more like himself coming back off that Achilles injury, which I still don't know how he's doing this. Let's be honest. Now, on October, sorry, on September 26, Matthew Stafford threw for 343 yards, 27 of 38 passing, four touchdowns. Now, this was part of the season which Matthew Stafford, he was actually good. Tyler Higby, Deshaun Jackson each had touchdowns. And Cooper Huckup, yeah, he had two. Nine catches, 96 yards, and those two touchdowns. And you know what? Van Jefferson, he added four more receptions for 42 yards. In that wild card round, Sony Michelle and Cam Akers had 13 and 18 touches, respectively. But in that week three contest, it was Sony Michelle who carried the ball 20 times for 67 yards while adding an additional 12 yards on three catches. Akers could be the difference maker in this one. 17 carries, 55 yards, one catch, 40 yards against the Cardinals while having two significant runs and a catch called back. Those would have padded the stats even further, but that was all negated. Now, for the Buccaneers, Brady, look, Brady's doing Brady-type things. There's no other way to describe it. Uh, Back then in this matchup, 41 of 55, 432 yards, but he finished with just one touchdown courtesy of Gio Bernard, who finished with nine receptions and 51 yards. Brady was also the leading rusher for the Buccaneers. Yeah, let's rewind that. Brady was the leading rusher for the Buccaneers the last time they faced the Rams, carrying the ball three times for a whopping 14 yards and a touchdown. Now, while Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette were limited to a combined 19 yards on nine carries. Okay, so Brady, 14 yards. Fournette-Jones combined for 19 yards. 
I mean, it, that's where it starts right now. The Buccaneers want to have a chance to win this game. They got to get that running game going. It's that simple. I'm looking right here at the numbers. I just read them. You've seen them. Now, we mentioned Godwin not being available for this week's game. But, you know what? He was only second on the team in receiving that game with 74 yards. He trailed Mike Evans, who hauled in eight passes for 106 yards on the game. No A.B., no Godwin. You can expect much more Mike Evans potentially going into this. There's a little bit of a matchup I want to talk about a little bit later. But for the Buccaneers, hey, we've seen how players have to step up. Gronkowski, Tyler Johnson, these are the guys that need to step up in the absence of uh, Chris Godwin and Antonio Brown. Earlier in the season, Gronk posted four catches for 54 yards. Tyler Johnson had three catches and 63 yards against the Rams. For the Rams, it's all about making Tom Brady feel uncomfortable. Last week against Kyler Murray, they held him to a 40.9 passer rating and forced him to throw two interceptions while hitting him five times and sacking him twice. Bucks left tackle. Hey, Tristan Wirfs, he had to exit last week's game against the Eagles with an ankle injury. Their center, they're all they're super Pro Bowl-type center there, Jensen. He got banged up. He's not looking too good. He's going to be there because he's one of the toughest guys in the National Football League. I expect both Wirfs and Jensen to be available, but how effective will they be when – Beginning of the season, like all season long, the Buccaneers graded out as the second best offensive unit. And now they're dinged up, and now they're facing the third-ranked team when it comes to sacking the quarterback in the Los Angeles Rams, who've got to the quarterback 50 times, and they're 13th in the league in QB hits. Oh, boy, this this could be ugly. This could be great. I don't know. The good thing about Brady, he's so smart, and he gets that ball out so quickly. That couldn't negate the Aaron Donald, the – Leonard Floyd, the Vaughn Miller aspect to this game. Now, Matt Stafford has a 139.6 passer rating, which is first among signal callers, seventh in yards per attempt, and third in completion percentage against the Blitz. We know that the Buccaneers love to blitz the quarterback. More on this in a minute. Now, first eight games of the season, 69% completion rate, 9.1 yards per attempt, 310 yards per game, 22 touchdowns, Four interceptions, 118 passer rating. Last nine games of the season, excluding the playoffs, 66% completion rate, 7.3 yards per attempt, 269 yards, 19 touchdowns, 13 interceptions, and a pass rating dipped to about 90. So we have two halves of Matthew Stafford, a Jekyll and Hyde, if you will, which Matthew Stafford is going to come out for this one. Tampa's <clears throat> Tampa Bay's run defense ain't like it once was. Philly hit them up for 95 yards on 17 attempts last week. That's 5.6 yards per carry. On the season, they have allowed 4.3 yards per carry and 92.5 yards per game. I mentioned Akers, 17 touches against Arizona for 55 yards. In only his second week back since tearing that Achilles, he also had that 40-yard reception. And I mentioned some stat padding that got called back. Sony Michelle, 4.5 yards per carry. Oh, man, I, I kind of like the, the Rams running backs in this game. Now, Cooper Cup, triple crown winner, 145 receptions, 22 more than Devontae Adams, 1,947 yards, 331 more than Justin Jefferson, 16 touchdowns, two more than Mike Evans. So who's going to stop him this go-around? Well, that assignment looks like it's going to fall on the shoulders of Carlton Davis, but it's going to need to be a collective job. Odell Odell Beckham Jr., Van Jefferson, Tyler Higbee, 
Don't look now, but Odell Beckham Jr. is now six touchdowns in his last eight games, while teammate Van Jefferson continues to stretch defenses, averaging 16 yards per catch this season. Now, Tampa will be looking to get their defense right in this one, just like they did during the Super Bowl run last year. And it all starts about getting pressure on Stafford with a four-man rush, dropping everyone back into coverage and forcing him to throwing into tight windows. Jason Pierre-Paul, Shaq Baird are more than capable of applying, applying pressure, but to the Rams' credit, they've been able to keep the quarterback fairly clean last week against the Cardinals, limiting him to only being sacked once and hit three times. All Tampa needed to do is follow the game script in which the 49ers used in week number eight. Five times they hit or five sacks, 13 times they hit him, forcing two interceptions. But here's the thing. Will the Buccaneers abandon the blitz and try and work with that pressure? Because we know Stafford is very good when facing the blitz and teams have been blitzing him fewer than anyone else at a 17% of the season. So and that's what's kind of forced Matt Stafford in throwing the tighter windows, which kind of forced him into throwing more interceptions. So what's the Buccaneers defense going to do? I think they have to sit back, play a little bit more zone, force those tight windows, and hope they get pressure with the front four. Now, here's a story of a man named Brady who was down to three wide receivers of his own. They were four men living all together, and yet they were all alone. Okay, now we know Brady is down some weapons. It's clear that all the way through. Now, Brady, though, even without these weapons, he's been playing really, really good as of late, including last week. He had got he had 95 or better rating in six of the last seven games. And he's been doing this without Chris Godwin, without Leonard Fournette, without Antonio Brown. In fact, let's look at the last three weeks. Let's look, bring it back. Let's look at even a smaller sample here. Eight touchdowns, one interception. 1,007 yards passing and a 115.8 passer rating while averaging 8.1 yards per attempt. Brady doesn't need all the big-time weapons to be effective. He can get the job done. But, I mean, against this Rams team, you're going to need everyone and anyone to step up, whether that's Fournette coming back, Keyshawn Vaughn, Gio Bernard, Le'Veon Bell. I don't know who it's going to be. Fournette hasn't played since week number 15. He's got that hamstring issue, a little bit of soft tissue damage. Who knows how effective he's going to be if he's able to get in here. Now, the Bucs, they need him bad because, look, Vaughn and Bernard averaged 3.4 yards per carry in his absence during that wild card round. As of Thursday, it looks like Fournette's trending in that right direction, but I'm going to guess he's likely to be limited. And even if he gets in there, he may not last the whole game. If Fournette is available, expect him to get a majority of the groundwork in as long as that hamstring allows him because last week, Vaughn, had 17 carries to Bernard's 13, but Bernard was on the field for 22 of the passing snaps, okay? If you recall, again, fall back, look back on the video, nine catches was a team high the last time that they faced the Rams is what Gio Bernard had been able to produce. Now, Mike Evans, Rob Gronkowski are going to need to be big in this game. Evans in the wild card game posted nine receptions, 117 yards, and a touchdown. Gronkowski also found the end zone against the Eagles with one of his five catches. There are a few matchups I enjoy more than watching Mike Evans versus Jalen Ramsey. And while Ramsey moves around plenty, you see him line up just about everywhere. I would be shocked if he was not singled up on Mike Evans in this contest all game long, especially without the other weapons available for Tom Brady. Look, 
two games head to head, five catches, 54 yards was all that Mike Evans was able to produce while Jalen Ramsey was assigned to him. Even with Ramsey, the Rams allowed the fourth most yards a season, third most receptions to the wide receiver position. So if they can shut down Mike Evans with Jalen Ramsey, there's an opportunity for Tyler Johnson, Jalen Durden to step up. I'm looking at these two kids in particular if Durden is available for this game. Gronkowski is likely going to draw the attention of Ernest Jones, who has given up completions, but they're all for short gains, as Jones has given up about 5.3 yards per target. Now, how do I see this shaping out? I hate betting against Tom Brady, but I'm going to do it anyway. I think Stafford and company take advantage of an aggressively blitzing Bucks defense in this one and win it. 38-33. I want to see fireworks, dang nabbit. And I think we're going to get it in this contest. Let me know what you think. Drop those comments in the comments section below. Hey, and head over to fantasypoints.com right now. Get that subscription. Get that 30% discount. What are you waiting for? See you next time.